Blog Talk Radio. Blog Talk Radio. There is a word especially for you when you think you're about to give up. Yeah, just read your Bible. It'll tell you what to do. Be not weary in doing well, for in due season you're gonna reap. Good morning. Welcome once again to our weekly internet program. I'm your host, Minister Joel Lewis, and you're listening to Free on the Inside, an internet program to inform you, to encourage you, and to challenge you to be all you can be. This ministry is about helping people, helping God's people. This ministry is a jail ministry, is a street ministry, is a juvenile ministry, and we uh, we bring to you and to your attention other ministries that have the same passion and the same desire. It's to change your life. You hear me say from time to time, help change your life, but we can't do anything apart from God. But this morning we have a very special guest. I heard this young lady, and I, I know about her ministry, and I was encouraged, and I said I, I want to get her on the program to tell someone else about her ministry, No More Violent Youth Convention, to tell people that our young people do have a hope and they do have a plan, but yet they need to be set on the right course here. At this time, without any further delay, I'd like to introduce to you this morning Miss Patricia Allen, the founder of No More Violent Youth Convention. Good morning, Miss Allen. Good morning. God bless you. God bless you. Thank you for being a guest on the program. Ms. Allen, I saw your presentation over at Zion Chapel, and I was very impressed. Will you please introduce yourself to our listening audience and tell us about your ministry? Yes. Um, to God be the glory out of everything that he is doing, even right now. Um, it started No More Violence back in 2011. Um, from one of my students that was in a children's ministry class, um, unfortunately, lost his life behind some sisters, young men that decided to start fighting. And Deontay Johnson was an innocent bystander, just like a normal child outside playing. He was ran over, and he did not survive. And so one of the things that we want to continue to do is bring awareness to our young people across this world on violence and helping them to make better choices in their lives. Um, I'm a community advocate of bringing alternatives to our young people. My life every day is surrounded by young people in the school district, even experience with CPS. Um, it's just in ministry for over 25 years. Um, this ministry has been my calling for so long, and I love it. And the thing about it is that not only this is an organization, it's a ministry because we also support the families uh, of the victims. Um, we, we cater to them, and we also do many programs for the victim as well as those who, young people that have lost their life. And so we um, started another program implemented by our organization, trying to find a way to bring a solution to violence. And so the Lord gave me a vision of the experience I, I already had back in the past of being in a youth convention as well for 10 years. And so I wanted to be able to bring the education as well, the spiritual side of our young people, of knowing their purpose in life. And so we started a normal violence use convention in another city. So I brought this vision to a, a local pastor that didn't even know me, and I asked him, would you open your doors for our vision, and he did. And so that's one of the things that I love doing. I work with a lot of pastors. I want to collaborate with a lot of churches because our young people, they're in there, and they need to be able to know that there's more to life than violence. And the good thing about it is that I'm glad that these parents have the strength to be able to talk and share your story to other young people to make a difference. So at the same time, we're able to utilize those same victims of parents that we have and allow them to teach these type of different classes of the loss of their children to bring that impact. And so that's what the convention is about, opportunity to get our young people out of their neighborhood. A lot of time, our young people are just still set in their community. They never go anywhere. And so opportunity to get away during the summer. You know, our children are so 
nothing to do during the summer. And so they have opportunity to do a getaway, a weekend getaway, and be able to be impacted and change your lives. Oh, hey, man, that is powerful. And, you know, as you were sharing it, I was thinking so much that I do juvenile ministry. And our young men, they can't see themselves a year from now. They can't see themselves next week. And I'm glad that your ministry and your program is giving them a vision that is more to life than just what they're receiving right now. And, you know, you said something because some kids say, I'm never going to leave Dallas. I'm never going to leave Fort Worth. I'm never going to leave my community. But yet you tell them, hey, yes, you can. Yes, you can. You definitely can. And I, I just seen it so many times. The, the good thing about what brings so much joy to me, um, the first time we had the convention last year, these children were so excited just to be away. Of course, you know, mom and daddy love to, to let their kids go, but I, I thank God for allowing them to trust us with their children to be able to pour into their lives just a two- or three-day getaway. And, and it's such a blessing. And the thing about it is that, Joe, is that I, I've been in conventions for a long time, and the thing about it, we're not about money. We're, we're about souls. And, and, and I say to anybody, if you could in, invest in $10 for an adult to come and be a part of convention and work in labor in this convention, if you can invest $20 as a pastor of, of your ministry as well as um, your own personal spiritual growth, and, and just be able to pour it. That's all we're asking you to come. That's all it is. As a member, that's, that's all it is to join a convention. Sometimes some conventions are $1,000, $200, $300. I'm, I'm, I'm not focusing on the money. I'm focused on these young people's lives. I'm trying to save them, regardless of what walks of life they come from. We want them all. We want them all. We really do. And, and it's just, if it's something that you want to add extra onto your ministry, Come as an individual. Come as a, a youth pastor. Come as a minister. Come as an individual, a person that's really looking to go to another level in their spiritual walk. We want them all. And, and I thank God for this opportunity that we can be able to travel get to state. And I tell you, when I say we walk by faith, we walk by faith in this convention. I, I don't worry Amen. about anything. God said, don't worry about what you wear. Don't close what you eat. Put your faith in me. And when I say put our faith in us, I mean, we, we pray like we have money in the bank. And so we have not one dime. We, we not oh. have one dime. And it's okay. And, and, and let me say this, and I, and, I, and I tell this all the time in my organization, playing like we got money in the bank. Because God said, if you do your part, I'll do the rest. And when we walked, when we had our first convention board meeting last year, we playing, and I told her about it. Hebrews 11 and 1, you walk by faith, not by sight. And I tell you, when we walked out, I had somebody hand me a $500 check. I had a business hand me $500. I told you, if you do your part, God said he'll never leave you. He'll supply everything if you're going to do it in the point of his will. He'll supply. And so, again, I say again, we're doing it another year with no money in the bank and paying it like we got money. You know what, it's good to hear you say that because I know what you mean and other people need to hear that because as I do street ministry, sometimes I, I introduce this to different churches and they say, we can't do it. I say, you walk by faith. I say, you put your, you do your part and God will do the rest. And I'm glad to hear that, you, that you're in agreement with me on that uh, because I realize that the work is too great for one individual or one ministry. And so God's going to add to it. He going to add to it. Yes, he knows your yes. heart. And, you know, and I and share with people, I say, um, go right ahead. It's not always about money. He'll open the doors and show favor. My God, he'll show favor on someone. And, and it might not be about money. They might want to just give you something to contribute to what you do. So that's and the that's good so thing true. about it. I love it. I love the Lord. I tell you, because he just amazes me. That's so <laughs> true, because I do a street ministry. And we need Bibles, and our God has brought into my uh, midst of people that just donate Bibles. They say, we don't do ministry, but we support other people that do ministry. So exactly. anytime I need Bibles, I write to them, and they send me uh, 100 Bibles, 200 Bibles. Oh, and they guess what? If they're a dollar a piece, some. that's $200. If they're $5 a piece, I need you need, well, I get you some, then, my son. I get you some youth Bible and sure I also do. some adult Bible. And I and I, uh, I got a combination of a little bitty pocket Bibles for our young men. Because I know in jail they said they don't want to tell the Bible. And, you know, juveniles, I say, hey, put it in your pocket. And I'll tell you one instance that yeah. happened to me. 
I, I had a young man, I was giving out Bible at the juvenile center. This young man got out, and I was at the store shopping, and this young man was a bagger, and he was bagging my groceries. He said, hey, I haven't seen you before. I said, yeah, I'm coming here from time to time. He said, no, I see you somewhere else. And he reached in his back pocket, Miss Allen, and he pulled out one of those Bibles. And he said, look, I got the Bible. And he asked me, you know, they said, and asked me, what can I do with these Bibles? I said, well, put your girlfriend's picture in it, put your mother's picture in it, but read the Bible. And sure enough, that young man took it to heart. And he said, man, I've been reading my Bible. Look, I got these pictures. And he was telling me, our young man needs some direction. Wonderful. They need some direction. So, Ms. Al, tell me, uh, now, what are some of the benefits and the blessings that you have got out of uh, out of this ministry and pulling young men together with this No More Violent Youth Conference? How you have seen their lives have been changed? Yes, the, the thing about it is that you see the hunger. You can see that sometimes you have to reach young people into their level. And, and so since my mind is so wrapped around them all the time, and we have some great volunteers that really want to pour into these young people, is that they can come back later and tell us how it has affected them, that, that you can just see the hunger. If you take a, a, a moment to go to the website, you can see one night of the service. And the thing about it is I wasn't concerned about who all didn't show up. I'm just glad for those who did show up. Amen. And the thing about it is that, <laughs> them young people that, that, my God, when they're around and they see these parents, even though their, ch- their child may have passed away months ago and years ago, it's like yesterday to them. And these young people embrace, I'm talking about embrace parents out of love. That let me know it's genuine. And so it, it makes me really believe that, hey, it's something there's something there. There's something that God is really about to make some things happen. And, and, and the thing about it is when I can hear a parent come back to me and say, hey, they, my child really enjoyed it. They're really making better choices. They understand not only hear violence, see violence, they're not doing the things that they used to do. And so that's the thing about it. I really love that we op- you know, offer this opportunity for the parents and the community to come out and be a part of it because it's a new service. Each night, those are youth services. I'm able to utilize my daughter, which is a, a senior at Texas College in, in Tyler. Her boyfriend is a senior at Texas College in Tyler, majoring in criminal justice. He was the first person to preach that Friday night, which he'd be coming back again. I, I love to see young people being used by God. Yes. And that's what we have to do, continue to usher them into their college. And that is so true. That is so true, because myself, I have a passion for young people then, and uh, people it, it seem to be out of place. And I will mention we take the young people and we go down to the Dallas Life Foundation. We go to the, to the various shelters and we allow them to give back. Because I tell them, I said, when you get out of this situation, when you're doing better, when you have a major success and go to college and school or whatever it may be, you're going to give back. You to reach out and help someone the exactly. same way someone help you. And they need to know these things here. They need to know that, that they're not their own, that they've been bought with a price, you know, by price and that God is in charge. And I like the, I like what you was telling me this morning here. Our phone line is like numbers. <laughs> Some people say they just want to hear about your uh ministry of your program now tell us now if someone would like to get in touch with you give us some information because someone wants to know more about this uh ministry um well we because we are we we, we actually have so many programs if you love social media uh, we have four facebook pages and because we we customize each one of our programs so we'll, everything will be all in one and so if you go to uh, Facebook, you'll see No More Violence serving Dallas and Paris, Texas. The next one you will see is the No More Violence Youth Convention. And then the other one you will see, which I'm so excited to, um, to have this coming back in again, um, it's going on two years now, is the No More Violence Youth, No More Violence Gospel Youth Community Choir. And these are young people from different churches um, coming together and singing at different churches singing at different engagements. We have a band. We have a sponsored church that allow us to use their church for power rehearsals. Um, and then we have the Victims with Purpose. Victims with Purpose is for the parents of the victims where you see them being used in the community, giving them speaking engagements. Where we have opportunities for them to be able to strengthen them in their area. And then if you want to go to the uh, convention page website, you can go to www. It stands for No More Violence, N-M-B. 
youthconventions.com. You can also email me at tritrish4, number four, no more, at gmail.com. Again, T-R-I-S-H, four, no more, at gmail.com. Or you can give me a call at 972-805-7648. Again, 972-805-7648. Hey, man, God bless you. You, you uh, gave out some great information there, those numbers. We pray that everyone got to hook it up. And this and our program is archived, so you can always go back, listen audience, and listen to the show again and get those numbers. I'll put them up on our post in here that's associated with this here particular program. Miss Allen, uh, this has been a great program. Thank you for being our guest. You know, this show is archived, so you can go back and listen to it and encourage yourself and use it as part of your recruitment tool. But Miss Allen, now, uh, now as you were sharing about the parents that's affected by this violence, some time ago I had a group on here that's saying that uh, uh, parents are uh, uh, murder teens, and you're dealing with the violence in the lives of of the family member, and that it affects everyone. What are some of the tools that that's been uh, that's been uh, shared in, in a setting like that? I know that it affects everyone differently, but how does someone <laughs> overcome things or get a measure of confidence, something like that? Well, one of the things is that what what I have found out when we start the Victims for Purpose um, ministry is that a lot of the parents don't have that family support, and and I say that because after the funeral. After the days and the months ahead, you don't get them phone calls. You don't get the visits. You don't get that anymore. You don't even get some of the parents, the family come out to to court. Um, and the thing about it is that some of the parents, if it's become new to them, they don't know how to get documentation, forensics, death certificates, the, the terminology of lawyers, understanding what they're saying. The thing about it is that we have been able to have other parents help another parent that has already been through it. And that becomes yes. their support and their strength to understand for the days ahead. And, and the thing about it is that the victims for purpose as well as no more violence. We go to the hospital. We go to the funerals. We go to the wakes. We go to the home visit. We, we, we do that extra stuff that we're, we're the bridge and the gap because they're going to need that. And I found that that that's where their strength has come from, knowing somebody is there. And I thank God that we have been a family, and not only to them, and we can be that way to anyone else that call on us, because we're here to serve God's people. That's, that's, that's who we are. And so and we want to make sure that we do what our God has required us to do. And that is so true. That is so true. Now, as you're pulling together uh, programs and ministries like that, that's a challenge. How do you manage to work through all these things? Because you have a family, you have other responsibilities, but what allows you to keep doing what you do? And, and at the level that you do it, because someone needs to hear that. Someone needs to say they got too much going on, but yet you're able to work through those issues. Well, the, the thing about me is, um, I guess I say two parts. One, because I have a love of God. I love serving God's people. Um, and then the other thing, yes, I do have a family, and I do have the support of my husband um, of 24 years. He knows my passion. And the thing about it is that I know how to balance my life um, versus being with my family and versus the, the ministry, which has become full-time a lot, and work. And so the thing about it is when you have that passion, it just stays on your mind. And so um, the thing about it, not only that, is that, I could have been dead a long time ago, and so I give my life back to the Lord um, being hit by a train accident. And so I know that God had a purpose coming out of Jeremiah 29:11. and I say when God has ever done something in your life, the reason why you're still here and you're still breathing does, does something that's in the inside that can't make you stop. It makes you keep going and going and going and see what the end is going to be. And so that's what makes me keep going. It's that burning desire. Not only that, it's that cause of a young man being left on a bed that has no life anymore, that I still see that vision in my eyes. That keeps me going. And so yes, yes. God just uh, uh, multiple of things in my mind 
that keeps me going. So I encourage anyone, if that's just one thing that you can think of, if it's not even that you can't think about something that God has done for you, if it got to be something that motivates you to keep going, then that will make you keep doing what you're doing. And so I encourage anyone today to keep doing what God has called you to do. Amen, amen. That is so true. I, I hear your passion and your voice and, and your drive. You know, it allows me to keep going because sometimes people tell you in ministry, just between me and you, they tell you don't take all that. They tell you that it ain't going to do no good. But you know, you know, you know that it works because it works for you. And God is no respect of person. What he does for one, he'll do for another. I share with guys that's in jail. I see, I see young men that are never going to get out. You know, this is something I can't tell the person that's have the freedom to do what they want to do. That's why our, our program is called Free on the Inside, because we know that people are locked up. Uh, they literally, they yeah, physically yeah. free on the outside, but mentally they locked up. You know what it's like to have a parent to lose a child that's been a, that's been a subject to violence. They mentally locked up. But your ministry yeah. and your program give people that freedom, that freedom. Yeah. And, and I see men yeah. that are 18 years old that get life sentences, and they Parents ask me to go talk to them, and the chaplain of the jail asked me to go talk to them, and I encourage them to be strong in the Lord, and I pray with them, and do a process of time. They said, man, I feel okay about this. I know that God is able to turn around, but yet we use the legal system to fight on their behalf. God give us weapons to fight this spiritual, you know, this warfare. Because the battle is not out and belongs to And I know guys that have been in jail, and they they reverse that sinners. And they let them go. I said, oh, see, hey, you got to do the right thing. you got to pour into the life of someone else. And mm, so exactly. I know what you mean. I know what you mean. Now, this has been a great interview. We are about ready to wind down. Again, give us some contact numbers. So someone's been encouraged about your ministry. They say, hey, I want to get in touch with Miss Allen. I want Miss Allen to uh, 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 kind of set the foundation in my life. You know, in my spiritual life, because someone else is out there doing the same thing you're doing. Someone else thinks that they are doing it by themselves, but they're not. God have others, uh, labels and other uh, uh, ministries that's doing the same thing that you do. You know, Miss Al, I talk to people around the world, across the country, and the same thing that you're doing here in Dallas, they're doing it in California. They're doing it in New York. Exactly. They're doing it in Florida. But sometimes we lose sense of that. We're not alone in this. We're not alone. And I want you to be exactly. encouraged. That you're not alone. And guess, guess what? God is going to add to you as he see fit. Yes, yes. To God be glory. God said I will supply each and every one of your needs. And, and the thing about it is that he said I never leave you nor forsake you. And you have to be able to believe that, not say it. Believe that to know that if there's no one else going and you go all by yourself, know that you're doing it because the Lord has instructed you to do it. And and. and the thing about obedience better than sacrifice, and the thing about it is that you, you have to stand. Even when you don't see no one else is, is, is supporting you, when you're going by yourself, I encourage you to keep doing what you're doing. And you can contact me at 972-805-7648. If you just want to come and just be able to serve or help anywhere in the Dallas metropolitan area or either just want to, um, to help, Anywhere it's from your home, I can you know I can have areas where you can help and and um, make phone calls if you live far or out of state. It's, it's always something I can I can utilize you and delegate you to be able to do something to help us in the area if that's something that you would love to do. Because the thing about it is that Joe, real quick, is that um, God added me to add on more to the convention that we're going to give away free school supplies and backpacks. When I say we're going to give away free. I'm telling you again, we have no money in the bank. But I said, what are we going to do? Because God has instructed me that, hey, you still do your part. You speak that. God will be able to bring those. So those who want to make those phone calls to get people to help us out, hey, you can write, you can write us a check. You can give us information, how we can contact vendors. We're a 501c3 nonprofit organization, and this year we'll be celebrating five years of ministry. And so I ask you anything that you need just give me a call. Uh, again, 972-805-7648. Hey, Amen. God bless you. You know what? I would love for you to be a guest on this program at a later date. Give us an update. Keep us connected with what you're doing. And I'm going to call you off the air sometime because I do uh, a programs and events for our young men that's, in, uh, that's incarcerated. They allow me to bring in guests at various times. And I would like to see our young men seeing other young people doing the things that they have a desire to do. I could tell them about it, but I guess what? If they see it, 
<laughs> it just reinforced yeah. what I'm telling them. Because we bring in entertainers, yeah, we bring I, in young speakers, and, and guess what? And they want us to do that, and they want us to take young people to church. I'm setting up a, a, a program to, for the, uh, the young people to come to our church. And guess what? The Dallas County Juvenile Department, they actually bring them to the church. <laughs> wow, I said, wow my God. You awesome. I don't have to go pick them up. They actually say, hey, man, you tell us where to go, and we'll be there. Because they, they got a young man that they want. Yeah, I love, I love it. I love it. I love it. We definitely have to connect. I definitely want to be able to put that on my agenda, as well as a new program that we're implementing this morning at 1 o'clock. Um, I would love to get with you so we can be able to uh, network more this year. Um, I'm matter of fact, I don't know how we're going to do it, but we're going to have to work out something for next month because I'm ready to work with you. <laughs> I tell you what, I'm ready, I'm to, ready to get you too, guys. Yeah. I definitely will tell them about what you're doing today, and um, I'm just ready to go. Well, God bless you. Yes, sir. We, I tell you what, we do have, uh, are available for uh, to go to these various ministries, and we do need help, and they want me to get as many people out as possible to help because they want our young okay. men to have a foundation when they leave the juvenile center. They want them to have a church. They want them to be a part of our organization, and I think your organization will be fitted for uh, for the, uh, what I'm doing right now. So I'm going to talk to you. Let me tell you, before you go, now you share with me about some things you got going on at at, uh, at Late on today, are you able to share some of that so people to know? Hey, man, I want to be a part of this ministry because they are definitely uh, on the forefront of changing lives. Yes, um, what I did, I, I, I teach so much in my church with young young people. One of my other students, he's um, a young minister. He's um, actually 19 years old. He, I, I shared the vision. I said, we got to do something with these young men. Um, even to the youngest, to the oldest, and I and I said, pray about it, get back with me, give me your thing and, and whatever the Lord lay on your heart. So she came back and shared with me the, the thing that he has is called Endure, E-N-D-U-R-E, Endure. And, and that's one thing that the Bible tells you, you have to endure everything yes, yes. that comes your way. And so the, the thing about it is that he um, had the vision to be able to get these young men together to pour in, into their life give them another sense of, of hope and opportunity to give back to the community. And so we're, we're doing a video filming today, and these young men is going to share how they feel about violence and how to encourage their peers. And the thing about it is I, I, this program is about not only having them to dress for success, but only to let the people know it's not every young black man or any young man that's committing violence. We have young yes. people that have the mind yes. of leadership. You have young men have dreams and goals. And so the thing about it is that that's what they're going to be doing today. They're going to be doing a video film, and they're going to do a video shoot. And then every month we're going somewhere to be able to get these young people to give back into the community. And the way they come in dressed today for success, the way that that's how they're going to appear in the community everywhere they go. Amen. God bless you. God bless you. I'm excited. I'm on fire for the Lord. Thank you. That's what this is about. This is what this is about. This is about telling somebody about the goodness of God. Let them know. Let they, I fall on the caliber down here. We said it, but we sometimes we don't believe that. Man, your father's rich, man. That's right. I tell people, I'm rich. I don't play no lotto. They, I go up there at the store and everybody buy a lotto. He got some now, man. I'm already rich, man. I'm rich, man. My father beats my every need. And guess what? He knew you was going to be here today. And you, he's my program director, and you answered the call, and God bless you, and thank you very much. We're looking forward to uh, uh, you uh, partnering with you in ministry, and we'll go and do what God asks us to do. I see that you have that same passion. And you know what thing about it? You know, this, uh, this mission we have is freely given to everyone. We don't control nothing. We're just laborers, man. <laughs> and this is me. Now you get in there, you work. And you let God be, get the glory. Thank you for sharing yeah. that. Yes, I'm excited to work with you. I am. So I want you to know I'm here for you. I'm, I'm right. here for God you and the organization is here for you. I so tell you what, we're going to put something together. We're going to put something together. I got your back, too. Okay? But we're going to put something together, and I'm going <laughs> to get in touch with you because we definitely have to change a life. That's what our, our program help change a life. You know, because young people, they be crying out. There. Some people say, I, I need some help. They go tell us in their own way, I need some help. They ain't going to come out and tell you, but exactly. the way they act and the way they carry themselves, they need some help. So thank you for taking on the challenge for help changing the lives in Jesus' name. Yes, Amen. definitely, definitely. To God, give 
Miss Allen, thank you very much. We got to get out of here. We got another guest coming up. Our next guest is a young man. He's a he minister over at our juvenile department, and he's going to come on and tell us the need it is for someone to be involved in our young men sharing the gospel with them and life experience. So please, uh, uh, if you have an opportunity, go back and listen to this program. Add it to your uh, okay, Facebook sure page will. and encourage your members. Okay. Okay, I'll share one. Thank you so much. God bless you. Have a great day in the Lord. Okay, you too. Hey, man, oh, wait, what a great interview that we had that with Miss Allen, the founder of No More Violent Youth Conference. Hey, man, and that she's uh, shared her and her taking her desire. Amen. And so now, as we get ready to make this transition, we have our next guest come on. But Miss Allen gave us some great information, and we ask you to go back and follow up on this information. We ask you to take full advantage of that because we realize that violence to be running rampant. But, you know, we have some ministries and some programs in place to kind of stop that, to kind of let our young men and women know they don't have to take matters into their own hands. You know, uh, uh, James 5 and 20 said, let them know by the arrows of their ways. Uh, uh, you know, uh, you could may save a soul from death and cover a multitude of sin. Our young men need to know that this ain't the way to go. The Bible said, uh, "Seek you." Uh, 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 seek you. Uh, Bible said, uh, Matthew six uh, six thirty three says, "Seek ye first the kingdom of God and His righteousness, and all these other things will be added." These young people, they realize, "Hey, I got to get this thing here, and maybe God want me to have this." No, bro, you got it twisted. You got it twisted. You seek the face of God and the heart of God, and He'll add those things to you: jobs, relationship, self respect. Notoriety. You don't have to seek those things. God will add those things. God will tell you that you'll be blessed in the marketplace. You'll be blessed in the city. You'll be blessed, God, and coming young people and old people. God is no respecter of person. Now, we have our next guest will be coming up here in a few minutes here, but you too can be a part of the program. That number is 310-982-4126. And you'll listen to Free on the Inside. This program is sponsored by uh, Granny's Place Ministry. Granny's Place Ministry is a nonprofit ministry that's a, a, a meeting the needs of our young people. Granny's Place Ministry, we have adopted the apartments. The, uh, the apartment unit is a uh, is a Creekside Villa in the uh, Old Cliff area there. We go over there on the 2nd and 4th Saturday. We do a uh, mentoring program, uh, a tutoring program, and also a computer learning center that we have over there. And so we ask our young people uh, to, be in part, to be a part of something like that. And our next guest is coming up here. I'm going to give them a call to see what's going on with them. But you too can be a part of this program here by by just uh by just calling in the number here at three one oh nine eight two forty one twenty six. Amen. And man, until we, uh, we get our next guest on, we're gonna play a little music here for you, and just to get you encouraged about what's going on here. And I'd like to also talk to you about our other show that we have associated with Granny's Place Ministry. We have on Monday nights we have my sister, my friend. On uh, Tuesday nights, we have an open format, so you two can call in. We have our host on there, the sister LaShondra Lewis. And she also hosting the Monday night, My Sister, My Friend, uh, along with Beverly Beeley. She also be on there with uh, with, the, uh, with guests each and every week. So we ask you to, uh, to check that out and see what God is up to in that life there. And then on Tuesday nights, we have... Uh, the Linda Jordan Ministry is a kingdom call, and and she's not available right now. And so uh, what we're doing is to write some archive show. And we have our guest on the line right now, so we're going to uh, stop right here, and we're going to bring them in. But also I, uh, we do have several shows that's associated with Blog Talk Radio. And on Thursday night we have We Are Survival, which is a domestic violence program. And then on Friday nights we have uh, a ministry for uh, young people called uh, – uh, it's a youth ministry uh, program that's on there. And so we uh, ask you to call in and support that ministry. Now, we have our guest on the line this morning. Good morning, Pastor Steve. You're on the net. Good morning, Pastor Joe. Good, Good morning. morning. God bless you. Uh, thank you for calling in. You are live on the net. Uh, welcome to a Free on the Inside. All right. Thank you. This is definitely a joy this morning. I just always love to be with brothers and sisters first thing in the morning. You know, just taking that fire of the Lord just right out into the world, dear Lord. And we just continue to pray that uh, 
that we can reach more and more brothers and sisters in Christ and lead them, lead them home, man. It's time for a go live. Uh, so, hey, hey, man. Now, Pastor Steve, introduce yourself and tell us about the ministry that God puts your hands to do regarding our youth. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. Let, me tell you, let me introduce myself a little bit. I'm, I'm Pastor Steve Redmond. Uh, God came into my house, uh, came into my life about six years ago. And when he came into my life, it was, uh, it was, a, it was a complete transformation. And um, he led me to ministry uh, just about a year or so after he came into my life. And he led me to the youth village. The youth village is a, uh, is a juvenile facility. I think uh, some people may know if you don't. And uh, we have a lot of kids down there, and, they're, and, they're, and they are locked up. A lot of these kids, of course, um, uh, a lot of people feel that they are, you know, they victimize, they victimize a lot of people. But the truth of the matter is, uh, they actually have been more victimized than the, than the victims because they come from homes with the, with the wrong parental guidance. So consequently, they get in trouble. Some of the stuff we're doing down at that youth village is really awesome. There's a number of programs down there. Uh, me, uh, Pastor Mike, and Pastor Eric were involved in the, in the chapel service. And so we get a chance to take the Lord right to these kids uh, every other Sunday. And um, it's amazing. I was telling you, uh, Pastor Joel, just the other day, uh, the blessing that I've seen that God is doing in these kids down there. Like I said, I've been down there for six years. And uh, what amazes me, over this last year, over these last few months for sure, I'm seeing a revival down there in those kids. God, God, is, God is transforming kids there. And uh, so I'm seeing like almost, it's probably about a 60-40 split down there. That uh, these kids not only not only are they receiving the Lord, but they're actually sharing the gospel of Jesus Christ right down there. So again, I'm seeing a transformation down there I've never seen before, and it's always a joy just being there with the other guys, you know, just mentoring these kids, um, leading these kids, and and we hope ultimately that we will guide them out of the darkness, you know, the things they've done in the past, right into the light of God. Hey man, hey, now, now, Pastor uh, Steve, as you sharing these, uh, the gospel with the young men, and they are and they and they are being drawn closer to God. What are some of the challenges that you have experienced that our young men, because they seem to have this a uh, 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 roadblock, they seem to be distracted and, and being misled. <coughs> what are some of the face, uh, challenges that you see they're facing regarding their relationship with Christ? Well, one of the main one of the main uh, challenges they have, and and I so get it, is that you know when you talk about the gospel and you talk about the love of God, because Jesus is the greatest love story that's ever been told. The greater Romeo and Juliet or any relationship that any man or woman have, there's nothing greater than the love of the good Lord Jesus and what He's done for each and every one of us. The challenge I have with those kids down there, probably any pastor has, maybe in any community, is that these kids don't know what love is. So when you're standing there talking about or preaching about uh, the word of God, the gospel, um, they don't get it. Uh, a lot of these kids, unfortunately, come from broken homes. Uh, most of them only have one parent, if that, and, uh, and they're struggling. The parents are struggling out here because, uh, you know, these are, these are very hard times. And a lot of times the parents are just not, they're just not geared up and they don't have the education, they don't have the, the career skills and things to provide for the family. So make a long story short here. You know, it's uh, the challenges down there is trying to introduce the kids to something they haven't they, that they may not ever had. They may have never experienced love. They may never have experienced anybody really caring for them, and and are being a good role model for the kids. So each and every one of us that goes down there, that's one of the main things that we're trying to do. We try we're, we're trying to love all over these kids. We want them to experience something that, in many cases, again, they have not experienced, and we want to show them that there's that there's a way. And that way is through the, through the Lord, through the good Lord Jesus Christ, but also um, to become good model citizens and not to go back and continue a life of crime. So that's some of the challenges we have down there. You're just trying to share something with someone who's never experienced something uh, and trying to um, magnify that, that love of God uh, into them, make them hungry. We want them to be hungry. We, you know, we're looking for that uh, spirit of life, spirit of God to go live in those guys. So sometimes we're seeding, you know, sometimes we're, we're watering them, and ultimately, in the end, we're always praying for the Holy Spirit to make that transformation in these kids. Hey, man, mm-hmm. hey, man, that's, that's so true. That's so true. You know, I go down there uh, once a month on the second Monday of each month, so I know what the uh, what some of the challenges are. But, you know, it's a worthwhile challenge, you know, because we know that lives yeah. are being changed, you know. And I, I, I have a part of my program saying help change your life. Well, I said help change your life in Jesus' name, you know, because it was someone that shared the gospel with us. I, you know, we didn't get here overnight. We didn't get here on our own. 
And the scripture said, when you are restored, you're the strength of your brother. I mean, what? I'm going to help change a life, you know. <laughs> Jesus had put it as simple as that. And he said, come, uh, he said, come fo- uh, you know, come follow me when he called a disciple. And, you know, the disciple had challenges. Peter had challenges. John had challenges. Uh, Andrew and, 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 and uh, Mark, they all had challenges, man. But they followed the Lord, man. They followed him. And I got to thinking about it in my life and your life and the, in the life of our young men. They all have challenges. You know, you ain't going to ever get this thing right. Not on this side of heaven. But you follow God and you follow his precepts the best way you can, and you follow other men that's following Christ Jesus. And to a measure measure of time, all those things are going to be cast away. Those things are going to fall to the wayside. But let's face it, because we can't do it ourselves. We got to have some help, and that help comes from the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen, Pastor. And and that's what the good Lord Jesus tells us in Matthew, that the harvest is plenty. And so we, we need the workers out here is what we need. And so that's what I'm praying. I'm seeing in these kids that actually I'm seeing kids, it's unbelievable, actually actually uh, becoming disciples for the Lord, protecting other, other kids down there because some kids, uh, you know, there's a lot of gang uh, activity down there. There's, uh, there's a lot of violence. It's a very violent place, a very dark place. And I think the reason that you and many of us pastors can uh, to do the service we do down there because we're actually from the same, we, we were cut from the some, same piece of leather, what I'm trying to say. You know, we have the same background. And I tell the kids often, a lot of times, the only difference between you and me is that you got caught and I didn't. I am not no, I am not no saint. At least I wasn't in the past. But what we need to do, though, is we need to, we need to follow the Lord. We need to, we need to work on that gospel, the righteousness of the good Lord. Stay, stay in the light and teach it and teach that word. Take it. You know, this is this is the big great commission that we have here. And so let's, you know, let's not just come to church and leave and go back and do, keep doing the things that you're doing. But let's come to church. Let's have a union with the Lord and each other. And at the same time, when you leave here, let's take the light of God right into each one of those cell blocks wherever you stand and, um, and show a mighty work of the Lord. Mm-hmm. Oh, that is so true. You know, this uh, last month I shared with our young man over at, the, uh, at Henry Wade Juvenile Center that they have value. A lot of times young, young people, they don't think that they're valuable. They don't think that they have nothing to offer. And I was sharing with them about a rare coin. That coin is out of circulation now, and it was useful at one time. Or not, uh, at one time, but now it's not. It, it, it's not. It's been circulated, but and you can't even tell what the denomination of that coin is, verily, because it may be tarnished and worn out. And sometimes we feel that way. Sometimes we feel like we're out of circulation. Sometimes we feel like we have no value. But Christ came through the fullness of time and died for your sins and mine. And so we do have value. And our young people, their eyes open up. And I say, hey, the same craft, the same same thing that you learn here at skill level is just as useful whether you're in California, New York, or overseas. A plumber is still a plumber. I don't care where you're at. Electrician yep. is still electrician. The license change is maybe some of the tools are changed, but you still, that, that skill is still valuable. So learn something now that's going to last you a Amen. lifetime. Being an architect Amen. is still just as valuable. Whether you're in America or uh, uh, Canada, an architect is an architect. The skill level and certification may change, but you can get over that. So I'm saying, yep. you know, so what the thing that don't think that's just hey, being a cook. You know, we don't take that up, but everybody got to eat, you know. <laughs> so that's no job that's not valuable. Just cleaning, just being a, 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 a trash collector. Those jobs are valuable. And worked while, yes. so don't ever despise jobs. So go out there and work, you know. And I, I share with them, and I'm sure with you. I knew a, a young man that uh, took a job at McDonald's. He started out at the entry level, just washing the mm-hmm. dishes at one time. Then he moved over to a fried cook. Then he started working a register. Then he started doing the drive-through, and then do the process of time. He will learn how the function of uh, McDonald's was working. He ended up being a manager, ordering the food and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. And they ended up sending him to a burger. College. McDonald got a burger college where they teach people yeah. how to work on, on they you know, they yeah. idle. And this young man ended up being one of their top managers, ended up buying wow. a couple of McDonald's at one time. Now he have ten McDonald's and he started out just as a cook. Wow. And he didn't have very much education, but just the idea that we look at people that are McDonald's and we don't think very much of because, you know, you know what I'm saying? That, that, that person could own that McDonald's one day. I tell you, I say, you work at these places. You don't have to work there. You could just learn, you know, learn how to how the place is operate. That's how William Chicken got started. They say he worked at a, at a, at a chicken franchise, learned the operation, 
got some connections, and now look at it. Here's mm-hmm. one on every corner, see? Yep, amen, amen, Mister. You know, and that that is so true. We just don't know. We just don't know how how far God is going to take uh, these different kids at different times. I'm gonna give you an example of myself real quick. I I, I grew up in St. Louis. I grew up in the ghettos of St. Louis, so that's not new to anybody. We know what goes on down there. But what happened to me was that um, God came into my life. I ended up like in a reform. There was a time where you know I actually had places that if you didn't go to school, they didn't lock you up in jail. But they went to reform school. So when I was at reform school, I had a teacher. She was a tough teacher. You know, you have to be in a place like that. And her name was Miss James, and she taught us the Lord's Prayer every morning. That's the time we used to have American Legion. You know, we, we would say that uh, in the old days that they don't recognize it today, which is very sad. But, yeah, she taught us the Lord's Prayer. So every day, 365 days or whatever number of days in school, we had to say the Lord's Prayer. You know, I didn't think much about that other than it was like some ritual we had to do at the beginning of every class. But when the good Lord came to my life later, I realized the significance of what she did. Point being is that any – all of us, when we take the Lord to wherever we stand, you never know what God's going to do with that work. He can lift you up. He did that to me. I always felt two things were going to happen to me, Pastor. One is I was going to get killed on the street, and secondly, I was going to end up in prison. I had two destinies. Actually, a third, I could either uh, you know, be burnt out, lose my mind as a result of drugs. You know what, yes. you know what happened? The good Lord, good Lord honored my, honored my, uh, my, 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 um, my thoughts, I should say, in that, like I said, I was going to die, I die on the street, and I was also going to end up in prison. Well, sure enough, I'm back in prison, not the way I thought, but serving the Lord. The other thing is, <laughs> and then God worked. He also, also said, I'm going to die out here, man, because I'm playing rough and the world is rough. So guess what? The good Lord, he honored that too. So I died. I died to, the, I died to sin. I died as the old man, and then I was resurrected as a new man. So this is this is what when we walk in when we walk into youth facilities, uh, uh, correctional uh, facilities, or any place in the world. You never know. So important to teach the word of the Lord because that that word may may just blossom because the you know, Holy Spirit may just light that person up and they'll say, Oh my goodness! It was because that one person touched me because of what they said to me and things like that. Being from God, man, will we'll lift someone up to who knows end up being the president of the United States. Um, God has no limit. No, he took David, who was a, who was a no. He he uh, tended sheep, and um, he made him a king. And we know the story, King David. I mean, he's an awesome, awesome saint uh, in the past. So that's why I love when I go down here to these youth villages and place like that. I know just like my experience in St. Louis. My brother was spent his whole life died in prison. Okay, my whole family's pretty much dead short of myself. And my brother, when he came home, he went in the military for a few minutes before he went back to jail. But he was in the military, and when he came home. That's the first time I had ever seen anybody in a uniform sort of a policeman. And that, that was an inspiration to me, Pastor. So um, I, I wanted to do that. When I went in the military, that's what stayed me on the streets because there I was. I was in the military. There's no quit in the military. And from there, God just he took me through the whole military. He gave me education. He gave me skills and everything, all, all because of one person, an image, or one person when he walked in, I seen him like, and I said, I want, I want that. I, I want to try that. I want to do that. So this is what I'm hoping for the kids, that every time that we talk to a kid or, or we talk to another adult, we share the word of the Lord, that the good Lord will take that word and that light and just transform those people spiritually um, and also prosperously and healthily and just, uh, just you know, show the glory of God, which he does all the time. God is live and well. God is live and yes, well. Yes, mm-hmm. and that is so true. You know, one, uh, one experience I had with a young people, I was uh, mentoring a young man over at the youth village, and the young man was uh, got out and got back with his family, and he wanted to go to the service because his life had changed, and he didn't like he didn't want to go back to the environment, you know, drugs and gangs. Remember, <laughs> he was living in the midst of it. And he asked me about the service, and I told him that the service was worthwhile, and he thought about it. He said, well, there's a war going on. I could get killed. I said, yeah, you get killed out here. There's a war going on there. I said, how many of your friends have died since you was in jail and now you're out of how many? That you that are missing, he said. Man, there's a lot of it. I said, see, it don't matter whether you're here or in the service. If it's your time, it's your time. If God be for you, who could be against you? And that young man went to the service. He went to hey, California, man. and he called me. And he said, hey, I see this site here. You ought to see here the ocean, the food, and all the sites. And he went to North Carolina for basic training, and then they shipped him uh-huh. overseas. First place he went to yep. was Hawaii. 
He said, man, I never thought I'd see nothing like this here. And then he went over to Germany. And then he went to Japan. And this is over a period of time, you know, about three years. And he stayed in contact with me. And then uh, uh, one time he went to Alaska. And he said, this is the coldest place I've ever been. It's like 30 degrees below zero. But we outside. We playing frisbee. We playing football. He said, I'm free. <laughs> and he said, he said, thank you, Mr. Lewis, because I got to experience things that I never thought. I got to see parts of the world. And see, uh, Pastor Steve, he going to see things that I will never see, that you will never see because of time, because of the things that we're in, you know. But just that young man now get to carry the gospel. He get to carry the story of someone shared with uh, the gospel with him in, in Germany, in Hawaii, in Alaska. And that's what the word uh-huh. is about. I tell you, yeah. you tell someone else, and this goes on and on and on. And God gets yeah, the glory. And so, Pastor thank you for what you're doing. And you know what? I'm excited about what's coming up uh in the life of the ministry, which God put me in your hands to do. You know, we're uh, getting ready to go to the orientation at the Cottrell House, which is a juvenile center here in Dallas. And we're going to start some uh, ministry programs there. And, and you have signed up for to be on that ministry team. So thank you very much. And we're looking forward to yeah. you uh, going over there with the ministry team and sharing uh, uh, the gospel with our young man. We're going to put some things in place because we not only want to share the gospel, we also want to share life experience and also get them mm-hmm. life skills also. Get them mm-hmm. opportunities and encourage them. And this is something mm-hmm. that they they don't heard before, but it's always good to repeat these things because who knows, it may just sink in when I tell them or you tell them. You know, we can mm-hmm. tell them to go to school, go to school, but somebody else tell them to go to school that they want to go to school. <laughs> we can tell them, you know, not to do that. Somebody else tell them to go. It's just that being reinforced. And so thank you for taking on that challenge. I'm looking forward to uh, the rest of the ministry team that's, uh, that's over at the Cottrell House. I'm saying that's over at Youth mm-hmm. Village on those given Sundays, man. I've been over there with y'all, and I love that ministry, and y'all are doing a great job. So keep doing what you do for the Lord. Amen. Always, man. We're always going to fight that good fight. We're going to stay the course, and we're going to keep the faith. And I'd just like to end and say um, to the community that, that we love you. We truly love you all. Uh, but let's, let us continue to all to be disciples, truly. Let us not just go to church or talk about the, the good Lord here and there, but let's actually try to be that. Let's be an example of the good Lord Jesus. Let's, let's go there and, um, and, and just extend God's love, That's what, let's extend, which means that you have to give. I mean, the service of Jesus Christ is about giving and caring about other people and not yourself. That's, that's one of the main things I try to share with these kids is that us pastors being down there and many other helpers being down there, hey, you know what? If we just live for ourselves, we, we, wouldn't, we wouldn't even be there. But because we, because we live for Christ, we will be here in many other places, no matter how bad, no matter how scary, no matter what it is. We're here to sacrifice ourselves and living, uh, living sacrifices and, and give to the Lord. Mm-hmm. That is so true. That is so. And you know what? Sometimes we get weary. Sometimes we get tired. We get frustrated. But we have to keep going. We have to keep pushing ourselves for the Lord. You know, we have to keep going because God give us the strength to endure these things. And you know, a lot of times, Pastor uh, Steve, you know, as we uh, when we at our lowest point, when we do a ministry, even though we don't feel like it, it can't. You know, it just uh, uh, you know, just struggling with it. That's the time that someone is going to be blessed. I've had many times that I have been burned down and go down to the jail or the shelter, and someone said, "Man, I'm glad you came here. I needed you to pray for me. I need to hear what you had to say." And I said, "Wow, <laughs> you don't know, I almost didn't make it." <laughs> you know, <laughs> and, and, and guess what? Because God have us on that special assignment, and uh, you know, and and He knows that what we what our challenges are, but He also have people that are that that's that's assigned to us spiritually that hey we need to talk mm-hmm. to. Out of all those people that we share the gospel with, it's one person in there that God have assigned to you to speak to their heart. Mm-hmm. I was at the Amen. street ministry last night and this young man came up, I was serving, this guy came up and said, Man, keep doing what you do for the Lord. God gets the glory. Mm-hmm. I know this is I know it's a challenge, but keep going. I say, wait a minute, this man don't know me. He don't know what I'm up against. But he talks to me like God would talk to me. You know, I said, Wow, this is awesome, man. God knows how to speak to us, even through little kids. Here, you know, I'm pretty sure you'd have had words of encouragement to allow you to keep going. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, amen, absolutely. <clears throat> we need to, we, we, we need, we need encouragement as well. You know, all of us out here in the field, there's times that we're just, you know, we're fired up inside, but just the hustle and bustle of, you know, of our, of the day, our own life, we got things going on in our lives, we got, we got challenges and issues. And I love how God does that. You know, he, when you least expect it, he'll send somebody 
oh, my goodness, and that person will give you that word, and it will just, you know, rekindle that fire you have. And so, and, and people, too, uh, I've experienced that a number of times. A pastor, I go down to the youth village, and uh, I, I, honestly, sometimes I feel like I'm actually wasting my time or, you know, the negativity that with some people, you know, will kind of dish out towards you. And then God will have that right kid there, and he'll be, like, pulling on your, on your coattails and say, hey, mister, can we talk about the Lord? Like, oh, my yeah. goodness. When something like that happens, that just, oh, just lights, we light you back up. Mm-hmm. And that is so true. That is so true. And uh, and, and it's like that in, in, in where you share the gospel, man. It's someone's heart that's going to be touched. So we can't dismiss these things. And a lot of times that we go even, you know, sometimes we feel like we're going by ourselves. But that's why I love this program, why I love what God is doing to this program, to let me know and to let you know that we're not alone doing this here. That there's Amen. other people that's doing the same thing. There's other people that feel the way we do. Sometimes you can't tell nobody. You're supposed to be strong in the Lord, but yet you don't feel strong. You said, you said mm-hmm. I'm, I'm Lord on the cattle of a thousand hills and he's wealthy, but you don't feel wealthy. But yet you got to show that God is still able, man. I tell you, young man, sometimes you don't think you can get this job, but you got to get out and do it. You'll be surprised. Man, mm-hmm. so, well, we don't normally hire people like this or your skill level, but yet we're going to take a chance on you. It ain't deal. It's God showing favor in your life. How many doors mm-hmm. have God opened up for, uh, to, for us because of the favor of God? We don't want to be what we are today. I work down at I work at, at the jailhouse, and I also be working at the jailhouse because I've been to jail. Not only do I go minister, but I also work there. And God gets your favor. That's the favor of God. And you don't supposed to be doing what you do, but that's the favor of God. And, and our young people need to know that. They need to know that that they that they not been they not they have not disqualified themselves for the favor of God. They may feel like it. People around them may tell them, but in reality, they hadn't. Because the word says, what can separate you from the love of God? So you are not disqualified. <laughs> that is that is so, so true, Mr. That, that is so true. So um, I just, you know, I'm just looking forward to someday. Uh, we talked about this before yesterday evening, Mr. In that, you know, one of these days, uh, all these different people that we're all touching out there, they're going to be, they're going to be back on that. They're, they're going to be, they're going to be doing the same thing that we're doing. They're going to be continue to extend the, uh, continue to extend the kingdom of the good Lord to every place. I, God has absolutely opened my eyes and amazed me the things that He has showed me. You know, when I, when I first came to Christ, first thing I was shocked is that this whole community called the church, and I got to be careful here, is that has not showed the love for the Lord that I thought that they would. Before I found God, I was kind of like the world. It's like, I had to go to church just to go to church. Uh, I, didn't, I didn't have the spirit, I guess what I'm trying to say. And once I, once I received that spirit, I realized how important Jesus is and that he's live and well and working right now. So um, we just need to, we really, we really got to get that word out there. We really got to uh, do our part in being um, Servants of the Lord. That's that's a big thing. We need to be servants of the Lord. We need to keep God up up front. He needs to be the first thing we do. The first thing, first person we pray to in the morning. We need to pray to pray to Him throughout the, throughout the day. I mean, genuine, honest, loving prayer, not just a bunch of mumbling and things. And then also before you go to sleep, husband and wives, we should be praying together. I'm here to tell you that's going to make a transformation that people have will never seen. I have a I, I personally feel like I have a very close relationship with the Lord because I pray all the time. And he blesses us, those who really who love him and are faithful, just like we would do to our spouses. And you'll be amazed at different things that we'll see God doing. You know, down in youth prison, at work. It's like, oh my goodness. And also the brothers and sisters out there's a lot of lot. There's more of us than there is. There's more more of us than I than I realize because you just can't look at someone and tell if they're if they're with God or not. But God has had me to cross a path with different people. We get talking about the gospel, and I'm thinking, like, and I can feel the spirit all over us. But like, man, God, you know, God is awesome. He really is. He's got servants in every in every walk of life. You know, some of them are guards, some of them are doctors. I went to a doctor just not long ago, and sure enough, this this man was a man of God. And when we pray, talk about Amen. In every walk of life, oh, because God's got got His people. Got Amen. Hey, man, God bless you, Pastor. We got to get on out of here. We got a few minutes uh, for the end of this program. Thank you again for being a guest on our weekly program, Free on the Inside. You truly are showing the uh, uh, the freedom that God gives you to do the things you do, you know, uh, and continue to share that, that freedom, continue to share the gospel with our young men. I'm looking forward to working with you at the youth, of, at the youth center, and uh, and we'll see what God is going to do in, a, in our life and the life of our young men. Uh, will you please close us out in a word of prayer? 
Absolutely. Uh, dear Heavenly Father, dear Heavenly Jesus, uh, dear Heavenly Holy Spirit, dear Lord, we cannot thank you enough, dear Lord, for the love and the blessing that you pour into us each and every day. Dear Lord, I want to thank you for this for the, this, this wonderful um, uh, radio station, dear Lord, that Pastor Joe is, um, uh, has going. And we ask, dear Lord, that uh, your spirit just uh, continues to uh, fill our brothers and sisters in Christ. We know, dear Lord, there's a lot of people out there that have not found you and they do not know you. We just pray, dear Lord, that uh, each and every one of us can see, see these, our, our future brothers and sisters, that they be watered, and we pray for a magnification of the Holy Spirit. Dear Lord, I want to continue to pray for the kids that are in the youth village and all the other prisons, the adult prisons, dear Lord. We want, to, we want to thank you for the work that you're doing down there because we are seeing a revival. We're seeing the power of God right there. Turn that place inside out.